What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. Today on episode 63 of the podcast, we are talking about the fourth entry of the Terminator franchise, Terminator Salvation. I am your host, Brad Parker, and joining me, as always, the wonderful Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. That's the best air horn I could do. Yeah. Well, that's a semi-truck. Sorry. (laughs) So, Terminator Salvation. Why didn't they call it Terminator 4? You think it just sounded better this way? They're like, ah, it's too many numbers. Fuck that. (laughs) We can't count past three. We can't count past three. (laughs) It's like, well, I mean, you see that in some video game franchises. Like, we can't keep putting numbers at the end. Like, why? Why is it a bad thing? Now I've got that song stuck in my hand. (laughs) What? One, I can count one, two, I can count. That's not the song I was thinking of. I was thinking of. (laughs) So this is the fourth film in the Terminator franchise. And this is technically Terminator 4 because this does follow the events of Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines. Uh, But we have a whole new cast, whole new set of people. We have a new John Connor. We have a lot of new things. And uh, we're, we finally see this future, this desolate future that has been referenced in every Terminator movie that has come before it. Yeah, you know what it looks like? Nevada. Carry on. Sure no, does. Just, sure just, sure does. I can't keep going. <laughs> well, it does take place in the Southwest. Yeah. So, right. like, yeah, California. They, they, yeah, LA Arizona. is one of the LA. locations, right? Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, you know, we're in the area. The Quite, joke's relevant. Yeah, it's fine. You know. <laughs> so this uh, we, Terminator Salvation was released on May 21st, 2009. It was budgeted at $200 million. Right. Which is a lot of money. Yes. Uh, for a movie that really wasn't backed by a huge studio. This was actually yeah. funded by like a really small studio that doesn't even exist anymore filed for bankruptcy uh, a few years later uh what they actually were in talks to do a sequel to this movie actually this was supposed to be the start of a trilogy but because of the studio going under filing for bankruptcy they had to sell off the rights to terminator which and i think is annapurna purchased the rights which then we got the next one which we'll talk about in a couple weeks terminator genesis I'll keep saying it incorrectly when they start <laughs> until they spell it correct because it's a that's, stupid ass name. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> this movie uh, grossed $371.4 million, which, I mean, yes, it made over $100 million to its budget, but still made less than Terminator 3. That's oof done, dude. Yeah, I think people are starting to feel the Terminator fatigue here. But that doesn't make sense, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, it, but to be fair, it doesn't. It's not like nowadays where it's like a three Marvel movies a year. This oh was my God. what, 84, 85, whatever that was. Then what, 91, 92, then 2003, then two. There's no it's not like they're dumping them on you left right. and right. I don't it's get not it. like they're puking up Terminator movies every every other year, every year. Yeah. Like you're saying, like Marvel or even like Transformers. We were getting a Transformers movie every two years. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I know. And some of those movies, I, I, to be honest, so, when it comes to like 
Terminator. I think I'd rather watch some of the Terminator movies over watching some of the like the, some of the like lower end Terminator movies over yeah. some of the any of the Transformers movies. Yeah, I would agree. Maybe. So this was directed by Mick G. Yep, that's his name, everybody. Mick yeah, he G. comes into our stream all the time. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, a guy, director Mick G coming into your street. Yeah, it's Mick. I could be the same guy. He goes by this is this is Chick Magnet Net Handle Mick G. So it has to be the same guy. <laughs> so Mick, if G. you're actually listening to this, Dave, like appreciate it, dude. Like, no, no, just poking. So he is the director of such films as Charlie's Angels and Charlie's Angels Full Throttle from 2000 to 2003. We Are Marshall from 2006, which actually was a pretty good movie. Uh, this means War in 2012. The Babysitter. And its sequel, The Babysitter, Killer Queen, which were two Netflix, like, f- f- slasher movies. I heard like, that the first one was good. I've, I've heard, I about I heard good things about the first one. Didn't, I, the only thing I watched was a kill count on the second one. Didn't actually see the movie, so. Oh, okay. Was it good? I don't know. Mm-mm. But yeah, um, he, this was, this was a weird one, because when he got the, the job to direct this, a lot of people were, like, very hesitant. Because before that, as I stated, he did Charlie's Angels and Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, which don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed Charlie's Angels. Uh, I thought it was a a good spin on a classic uh, uh, TV show. Full Throttle was a mess, but it was just this was kind of just a completely different, you know, ballpark for him. And Christian Bale let him know that too, that like he, cause Christian, I guess Christian Bale was very much on the side of the fans of like, are you going to be able to handle this dude? And Mick G's like, Hey man, you gotta like, don't doubt me. Let me see what I can do. Let me broaden my horizons. And then the movie didn't do so well. And Christian Bale's like, yeah, I'm probably never going to work with this guy again. I don't That's dislike him. I have no problems with him, but uh, just, maybe never gonna you know do anything professionally with him again (laughs) that's that's hey dude that that, that, that's something i can respect like i have people that i work with that no offense to i don't you know like i like i just would not work with this person again right sorry oh i i there's a lot of people i've worked with that i'm like i could be friends with you we could hang out outside of work but i don't ever want to work with you ever again Yeah, I don't even want to be friends with these people. I just don't want to work with them. <laughs> like, I'm just like, no, dude, I'm good. You just write them off. Yeah, Period. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, fuck this guy. Give him a chance. So, um, the writers for this movie were the, the same writers as Terminator 3. Um, really? So, uh, yeah, John Abrancato and Michael Ferris. They Unless they kept did, the consistency. Yeah, they did Terminator 3. Um, then they did Surrogates after this. And then The Hunter's Prayer, which we talked about in last week's episode. So we don't need to go too far into it. Also, uh, Catwoman is on their filmography, which is like, oh, no. Well, that's a that's a red flag. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Music for this movie was by Danny Elfman. Was it? It was, which was weird to see because i didn't you don't see that credit until the end and you're like danny elfman did the music all right listen my complaints about terminator 3 last week one of the major ones was the fact that they didn't utilize the iconic theme this movie started off with a it was a a very different theme but it was very dark and i i was kind of into it but then once they get to the title it fucking punches you right 
I watched it on this Blu-ray because I don't have it on digital. And for some reason, the talking is like everybody's talking like this. And yes, but then the fucking yes. music or the like explosion or the fighting happens and my house starts to shake. My wife's trying to go to sleep. My kids are trying to sleep. I'm in the living room like, holy shit. So I'm, I'm yep. kind of like constantly a turn it up, turn it down, turn it up, turn it down. Like, yep. Where's the consistency we here? Of, we had a little bit of that too. <laughs> but I've, I've noticed that on certain Blu-rays of older movies, it's yeah. like they don't get the balance right. Yeah. And we've, we've had to do that before. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, the the once the title hits and it plays the theme, it punches you right in the face. It's like so loud. I was like, "Holy shit!" Is your music? Boom. Here it is. Do, 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 do. Jesus, my. <laughs> they heard your complaint. I'm like, thank you for playing it, but I can't hear anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie was also very infamous for the huge tirade that Christian Bale yes. had on the set. Which, you know, everything is all set. So according to the things that I have read is that it was between him and the cinematographer. He was, I guess it was one of the really intense scenes where he has to make one of his 17 speeches in this movie because he does that a lot. Yeah, he does. And um, the cinematographer, of course, is trying to make the shot always look good. So he's behind, you know, moving things around. I guess he was walking through the shot a bunch and Christian Bale just snapped. And there's a recording of it. Yeah, which maybe I'll put on this video. Probably not <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> of him going off. I guess they made amends uh, that same day and all that, according to Christian Bale. And um, yeah, it, it just it lasted a long time. People were this is something that is always going to live with Christian Bale throughout his careers. Like as great as an actor as he was, he was the guy who got recorded flipping out on uh on somebody on set and it's like okay we're over it now but uh, you know it's something when you talk about terminator salvation you have to bring this situation up um uh, because it is kind of ingrained in the history of this movie <laughs> yeah yeah yep so this movie stars of course christian bale as john connor now, if you christian want to talk Bale. about anyone who has played john connor in this franchise who feels like john connor how John, you would imagine John Connor being when you think of the future. Like, we understand Edward Furlong's playing a teenager. You, you kind of got to just go with it. But we all had our complaints about Nick Stahl in Terminator 3. Oh. At least I did. <laughs> Fucking limp-wristed Nick Stahl, dude. Yeah. Just, well, I'm just here for the ride. Yeah. But the fact <laughs> that, like, this is what I would imagine John Connor being like in the future. I mm-hmm. think it was a great casting. Is it the best performance by Christian Bale? Far from it. It's kind of up and down between being very kind of dry and being over the top. But when he's in those fight scenes doing those things, you know, fighting the Terminators and stuff, it looks it looks right. You know, this is Batman. He literally did the Dark Knight the year before. You know, you you just you're like this is just Batman fighting Terminators. So just there you go. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine that, Batman, right? I can Batman versus it. Terminator. Yeah, that was a call. Oh, where is where it was? Probably they everybody's versing everybody in comic books. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, 
Also, this starred uh, everybody's favorite mid 2000 or no, two, uh, yeah, no, late 2010s. Everybody's favorite guy, Sam Worthington, the man who was literally in everything uh, from like 2008 to like 2012. That was like his heyday. You, in just one year, he did Avatar and Terminator Salvation. And then I think the next year he would do Clash of the Titans. And then two years later, he would do the sequel to Clash of the Titans. And then after that, he disappeared. So He's done some things, just it, not... I mean, no, I know like, he's been in movies, but he's not that name anymore because people are kind of like, yeah, he's not... He, like, I guess he was fine. Like, he's not a terrible right. actor. He just... Yeah. We're kind of over it. You feel like he's kind of the same dude in every movie. Kind of reminds me, you know who Jai Courtney is? We're going to talk about him uh, when we talk about the next Terminator movie because he's the next John Connor in this goddamn franchise. But uh, he he was in like Suicide Squad. He played Boom Captain Boomerang. Oh, yeah, yeah. He he like literally plays okay. the sa- very same character in like almost everything. And he yeah. kind of reminds me of Sam Worthington in the way that people perceived him. They're like, Oh my God, he's in everything and he's not yeah. good. I don't think that. <laughs> I think Sam Worthington's fine. But I don't I just, see it. it just, he literally was like, Foop, and then it's just like, he did things, but he wasn't as relevant. I see all these credits I'm going through, and the only one that jumps out to me is like, Mason Reznov was never there. What do the numbers yes. mean, Mason? <laughs> yes, he was the, the lead character in Black Ops, and then he was in Black Ops 2 as well. Yeah. Yeah, and he was in Black Ops uh, Cold War, and I think he, oh, he, he appears as a voice or a character. I didn't play the campaign like, oh, for that one. <laughs> I did. Yeah, he's in it. He's not too bad. Not too bad. Okay. He's in that. He's in the new Avatar movies. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, they. I've, I. I mean, James Cameron oh. usually. He's all about consistency. He has two kids. Oh, I, he's one of those Hollywood name guys. One Oof. of them's name is Rocket Zot, and the other Ooh. one's name is Racer. Are we talking about Sam Worthington? Yes. Kids, yes. Is he from kids. New? Ze- I think he's from New Zealand, right? Or is he Australian? He's from the UK. Oh, he's UK. Oh, really? Oh, what? what? But like, really? That's Hollywood that's names. That's, <laughs> I think he does an okay job as the character he is in this movie. I yeah, no, 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 I have no problem. I enjoyed his character in the movie, but as like an actor, I think he's an okay. But I like. Oh, my dick oh! is money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So this also starred uh, Anton Yelchin, who we talked about a little bit last week, but um, he played. I can't remember the character's name in Star Trek. He's the Russian dude, the Chekhov. like engineer. Chekhov. Yes, Chekhov. And uh, Star Trek. Mr. Chekhov. Mr. Chekhov. He was yeah, also in a, mo- a really good movie, <laughs> at least a movie that I really enjoyed. I think it was one of his like last roles was called uh, Good Thomas or Odd Thomas. Okay. Which was directed by the guy who did The Mummy and The Mummy Returns. Ooh. Steven Summers. Okay. Uh is about like a guy who can like see demons. And like they're it's it's an interesting movie. I do recommend it if you can. If it's on a streaming service, check it out. Um but yeah, okay. unfortunately he passed away a few years ago. Uh, yeah, he is a very good I, I really enjoyed uh, his acting. I think he was really good in pretty much everything that he was in. And unfortunately, you know, you lose, the, the good ones die young, as some would say. Yep. Russia. This also starred Moon Bloodgood. I don't know, but she's in this movie. And, <laughs> yeah, she uh, is definitely in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> fun fact. So. Oh, she's from Nebraska. I did see that. Alliance. Yeah, yeah. So. Alliance, Nebraska. I watched 
the director's cut of this mm-hmm. movie, which only added three minutes oh. to the theatrical cut. So right. now, <laughs> the theatrical cut of this of this movie is PG thirteen. The director's cut is rated R. Would you like to know what? Hey, <laughs> bingo, bingo! There it is, everybody. Yummy. The reason, the reason that this, the director's cut is rated R, is because of one scene. Actually, it was like a, a two. It was technically two scenes, but it's like back to back scenes. One, and we'll we'll talk about it during the breakdown. But we'll talk about it now. Is uh, when Marcus and Blair make it to that like abandoned gas station where they're kind of like you know she's gonna shower you know wash herself well she goes topless okay and awkwardly turns to marcus and stares at him as she cups her tits and just stares at him and he's not even looking at her until he kind of turns and it's like the fuck that is it and then the next scene she gets attacked and uh like the guys attempt to to sexually assault her Oh, okay. And Marcus beats the fucking shit out of him. Like, beats <laughs> yeah, the shit does. out of him. Um, yeah, so that's it. That is literally the additions to the theatrical cut that made the director's cut. So, fucking so, director's cuts, man. Some of them so, are really good, and then you have this. We just did it for the titties. Why? <laughs> that's why. I literally saw, I was like, oh. I, okay. Like, when the scene pops up, I was like, Oh, 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 okay. Like, but it wasn't have- even that fact that she like goes topless. It's like it is what it is. But the the whole design of the scene was like who like I could just imagine McGee behind the camera like all right. So as you take your top off, cup them and turn really seductively over to Marcus and stare at him while he's not looking at you, and then he slowly turns going fuck are you doing back there yeah. get in your fucking shower lady we got things to do so they can't arnold's schwan sticker i mean, kinda, I mean to be honest i so feel like you kind of have yeah they gotta have something else yeah but it wasn't in the theatrical version so you don't get to see moon blood goods boobs sorry dude so if you want to see them it's okay i have my own watch <laughs> <laughs> the director's cut for Terminator Salvation. There you go. That's how you're gonna find. You have it. a life. He or has the a internet. life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I have a glass of drink. I have a drink right now. Oh my god. Yeah. It was like so. Just like, and I remember reading about it about the fact that they had that scene, and Mick G thought it was egregious, so that's why he cut it from the original version. And I'm like, why did you need to make the director's cut and add that scene? It just didn't. You just just release the movie and not yeah. do the director's cut. I mean, I saw this movie in theaters. So like you don't see that, and then I don't even know if I don't even remember why when I bought this Blu-ray and I remember watching it on Blu-ray. I don't remember that scene. Maybe because they have because so the director's cut is a completely different disc. So you have your director's cut, and then you have your theatrical cut with your special features on another disc. So I probably just didn't watch the director's cut the first time. I don't know. Stupid. A lot I of concur. unnecessary money. Um. So yeah, so there it is. Uh, this also had Bryce Dallas Howard. It did. I love Bryce Dallas Howard. She does. We I know. mean, she, <laughs> she, she's I, she's great. All right, she's one of the best parts of the Jurassic World trilogy. Um, and uh, she she did good in this movie. You know, for what 
her character was given, which wasn't a lot. I'm wondering if she was actually pregnant in real life, I and that's why her character to say that. was. That's what or, I'm, I'm looking. Because they never like he John never reacts to her other than he like touches her belly a couple times, but there's never like feel like there should have been like that say. moment where like he's like you know he's about to go off to to Skynet to stop oh. him, and it's like oh he's got to say goodbye to his wife, but also to his unborn child. It just there was like where was that scene? I feel like that was necessary, or it was just like Chris Dallas Howard was pregnant at the time the movie was made, which. It could have happened. I know she was. I think she was pregnant during one of the uh, Jurassic World movies as well. Not that that was really she? matters, but uh, yeah. I mean, pro- okay. you know, sometimes they can they can hide it if they're early into the pregnancy. Because she was married in two thousand six. First child was two thousand seven. Second was two thousand twelve. Okay, so okay, it so it was probably just. I for just the movie wasn't. Then. Yeah, yeah. This had common. Who was. I, I'm very hit and miss with Common. He either can do, he can either be really dramatic and he can do a good job and be kind of menacing. And then there's this role. And I was like, I'm just not afraid of this guy. Apparently she gave birth not long before. Oh, well, I mean, they started could... filming. Oh, okay. Mm. Listen, it, it doesn't really matter, but uh, yeah, no, no, no. I'm just stating like in the fact of like, We'll get into a deep dive. Bryce Dallas Howard. Was she pregnant or not? Conspiracy. Whoa. whoa, whoa. Ah, no, I, um, I just always like how they work. Work, um, it in. work it in because there's been in Marvel movies. There's been people mm-hmm. that have been pregnant during. Um, Scarlett Johansson was pregnant during one of them. And uh, yep. uh, uh, not that it's well, it's a uh, Disney plus, but like the. The the actress who played the lady Loki, yeah, she was yeah. pregnant through the entire production. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's cool how they either incorporate it into the story. Like if they're too far mm-hmm. along, where it's like you can't really hide yeah. it unless yeah. you spend a lot of money to use digital effects to hide, you know, what's there. Like they did to what's her face in um, Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot. Gal got it. Yeah, she was, she was pregnant. pregnant during that. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they CG'd it out. <laughs> Pregnancy movies. Coming up, better ju- episode coming like when up. No. She's, <laughs> when she's um, climbing out of the trenches at the toward the end, she was pregnant at that time. Oh, interesting. And they like... They did a damn sight better job than they did on fucking Henry Cavill's mustache. That's for sure. Fuck. <laughs> Jeez. What do you mean? They should have just kept the mustache. Just had mustache Superman. Just, I want stash. Oh, porn star Superman. Listen, Come on. Listen, when it comes to... <laughs> When it comes to the movie that he had the that he needed the mustache for over watching that shit ass movie, I'm gonna watch Mission Impossible Fallout because it's a better movie. Which is the movie he was doing that he needed that mustache. So he was a vil- he was a villain in that, wasn't he? Yeah, and it was really good. So I, got I mean, I love the Mission Impossible it. series. I can't wait to cover that franchise. I haven't watched any since I think second. I think and I've I watched part of the original. Oh God, you stopped I it. All of it. It's okay. You you stopped it too because you were like, "This movie's awful." I don't think we finished it. Tom Cruise hanging by one arm on the side of a mountain. Oh! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> With his long I'm locks. Like, I'm like he he finished what he started in the first one. Why go any like? Why keep oh, going just- with it? That's the thing about Mission Impossible, though. That franchise is one that just gets better as they keep coming out. Like it just like I just watched the newest trailer and I was just like, I can't wait for this movie. And it's a two parter, too. 
Well, there you go. Yeah. It's also had Helena Bonham Carter for about 13 seconds. And I was, I was like, she's, I knew she was in it, but I was like, what does she play? Well, longer than that, she's at the beginning and the end, technically. Yeah. But so, and then I looked it up and I was like, whoa. Yeah. So I guess Tim really Burton good. was uh, the one that influenced her to take the role, even though she knew that it wasn't going to be a huge role because they were together at the time. And uh, I guess she had like four fem- members of her family died. Like, yeah, in right a car before they were, or yeah, right, yeah, right before they were due <gasps> to film. Yeah, so we were, they had to delay wait, production uh, for all of that. And then uh, she literally, I think, I think it took like 10 days for her to film her, Ugh. you know, between everything that she did. But like, oh, God, it's awful. Yeah, uh, I was like, "That's terrible." I'm I'm gonna probably be the odd person out on this, and it's no offense to her anyway. I am not a fan of her at all. I don't care for her She's whatsoever. So I just Sweeney don't care Todd. Yeah, I've seen that movie. Do you? I got him to watch it, Angela. We're gonna talk about this when we do our Stranger Things episode. But the guy who's sing, the guy who's obsessed with Joanna, mm-hmm. is Vecna. Yeah. It's crazy. I didn't know until like a week <laughs> after I watched the end of that season. I was like, no way. I love that yeah, movie. Yeah, because so, I kept I kept seeing him in stuff and I was like, man, he looks so familiar. And I looked it up. I was like, oh, yeah. Everybody Sweeney listening Todd's right now is like, talk about Terminator, damn it. And I'm like, no. Sweeney is one of the few musicals that I actually so, like and or tolerate. It's like that am, and then Dr. Hor- Dr. Horrible. I am on the same page as you. I am not a musical type of person I am not about to watch a musical unless it's a Disney movie and I know what I'm going into. Mm-hmm. I also have children, so I'm going to watch those anyways. I made but him like, watch I, Chicago. I just can't get into those. But like Sweeney Todd, I mean, for one, you say, hey, Johnny Depp's in this. Love and it's it. Tim Burton behind it. I'm down. I'm always on board. I don't give a shit if he sings. Give it to me now. And Alan Rickman's in it. Yeah, yes. he is. That's correct. Which is really good. Um, now I want to watch it. So yeah, Terminator Salvation. <laughs> <laughs> we finally made it around. We're back, the guys. We're back. We're, we're back, back. talking about this fucking movie. No. <laughs> ah. All right, we're gonna go around the room as we always do, and talk about what we thought of the movie after our latest viewing. So we're gonna start. Who's who? Who went last time? I, I, I did. Don't ask me I to remember. First, Angela, start us you off. Always go always. first. <laughs> I always go. Let's go first. Now you go ahead and go first this time. Um. Wait, wait, hang on. No, go ahead. <laughs> I can say that I like this one better than I did the last one. By far. Um, I actually paid attention through the whole, this whole one, because the last one I was like, eh, yeah. I, I, I'm good about <laughs> halfway through it. I'm like, <laughs> kind of stopped taking notes. And I was like, okay. But no, I love Christian Bale. Um, I loved Marcus as a character. Um, words. Um, I love the little girl that played Star. Oh, I thought good. she did a really good job for mm-hmm. having no, no lines. lines. I don't even think she had one. She said one word. Nope. Um, she did really good. I could have taken or left Kate in this. Yeah. I know you love Bryce Dallas Howard, but. Just her, her <laughs> section. Well, her relevant. Uh, Realistically, she wasn't super relevant to the movie. Like, yeah. to be honest. Um, I enjoyed 
the I thought the CG work was really well done. The practical effects were really well done. Um, the bike bots, I don't know what they're called. The moto. I think they're called Decepticons. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought those were really well done. But, for, I mean, I, I, would, I would watch it again. I definitely would watch it again. You notice how those kind of those kind of come off the the one gat robot's legs. Yeah. Yeah. Could you call them? Could you call them almost crotch rockets? Yes. Is that is that where we're yes. going with this? Is that what the thought was? <laughs> okay. Didn't think of that at all. Like did <laughs> it just hit me now while we were talking about it. <laughs> oh. Uh. Yeah. See, I've been thinking. I'm like thinking. Before we started this, I'm like, I really need to come up with more to say than I, I liked this movie. I thought it was good. I tasted it. And I, I, I had so much that I was thinking about. But yeah, Christian Bale has probably been the best John Connor as far as the yeah. adult. It's not a lot of competition. I know. He doesn't and have And it much doesn't get any better. <laughs> uh, I, I just thought he did a really good job. Uh, I liked what they did with Marcus's character. Moonblood Good did a good job as as her character. I good. Uh yeah, I enjoyed this movie as this, well. I believe will be the consensus. I like this better than the prior film. I can't say it's as good as one or two, but it is definitely a much better film than three. Uh, all the characters I thought did a good job for their roles. Like she said, like you know Christian Bale. I, I actually I like Anton Yelchin. I thought he did a good job as a young Kyle Reese. Uh, and I, I kind of like how they played, leaned into the last movie and like how the whole time travels kind of like with stuff. It's, uh, sorry. I mean, it's okay. But yeah, everybody else, Sam Worthington, I liked his character. I like what they did with him. I thought that was yeah. a good uh, alteration. I like the, the setting of it not being like two guys come back, two guys from the future, go, two guys from the future, go, two guys from the future, go. And like, right. it's not that anymore. And it, they did something different. And I respect that. I did not miss this movie being R rated at all. Mm. Watching this, I didn't feel like, oh, something was left out because it wasn't R rated. Like, no, right. Nothing. I'm not even worried about that. I didn't even know. If he didn't say nothing about the tits, doesn't matter. Like as far as the film goes, but the Terminator movies were never ridiculously violent to begin with. No. I mean, they had their moments, but like, as far as like truly needing that R rating to get your point across, no, I didn't need it at all. It's violence, but there's like not like blood splatter everywhere. Like, yeah, but even then, I thought they, I thought they kind of pushed the envelope a little bit for even PG thirteen yeah. for some of the violence in this show. That being said, I enjoy it. I recommend it, and I thought it was a nice change of pace and a breath of fresh air coming after the third one, doing something different. To add on to mine, I like the callback to some of the movies. Yeah. The, the, where they put in certain lines in places. Oh, yeah, yeah, But yeah, you yeah. know that, that they've said it before, so it wasn't like, oh, or where did this come from? We're just going to kind of work it in here. But yeah, but like it, it, but I thought some of the references were more tastefully done than I've seen in other movies where they're like, hey, here's some cool callbacks or. Like, well, they'll say a line of dialogue, but they don't deliver it the exact same way. The characters will be like, hey, let's do this line. It's a wink, wink, homage. It's just kind of like it's in there, but they play it more naturally. And it feels more naturally than I've felt it in other movies or noticed in other franchises. So, yeah. Definitely better than the last one. Oh, oh, yeah. 
I this movie holds up. Uh, Joel Scola was right. He said that this he said this movie holds up and it does. It does. And I like I enjoyed this movie before everyone started hating it or when people even back when people like I remember seeing this in theaters and coming out of the theater going, wow, I that was that was good. I like the fact that we finally see the future, the future that they've always talked about. I like Christian Bale as John Connor. You know, he's not perfect. I think his yeah. he his line delivery in some of the scenes are kind of stale. Um and he's kind of he's kind of all over the place with his emotions, but I guess when you live in a dystopian future, it can be that way. Um his speeches are the ones that really threw me off. Every time he'd make a speech, I'm like, oh man, I feel like this should be so much more intense and it kind of isn't. <laughs> yeah. They didn't, they didn't match up. Yeah. You get to see all these new terminators and like the way, like you're, you're seeing Skynet in control. You're seeing how they are controlling the world, you know, with all of their different terminators you know you have the 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 moto terminators which are the the motorcycles and you got that massive that massive robot that that literally those motorcycles came out of and you get to see like the the prior models the t600s yeah well they're cool i like those yeah you know the and this is the origin and and this is ultimately the origin of the T800 which is what Arnold was in the the first three films. So you finally you get into see the origin out of like they're seeing uh Skynet evolving their technology and creating the more perfect killing machine and I thought that was a really cool uh concept mm-hmm. and and I think it ex- they executed it pretty well and um, it, even though we don't get Arnold in this movie, we still get, we still get Arnold, you know, in his yeah. digital form. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Which I feel you had to, if you're going to see the, you know, with this, the T-800 is the new big thing. You got to have Arnold's even, you know, the resemblance yeah. of him be that first thing yeah. that John Connor sees. Yep. Yeah. I mean, dude had a body. Yeah. Cause we were talking about the guy that did the. The they model or offer or whatever he did the likeness for. Yep. So Arnold, so I've read multiple reports and one of them was that he didn't give consent to have his likeness. And then there was one that said he did. So I guess the way that they, the studio went around using his likeness without his permission was they used like younger, uh, an even younger version of him as the likeness. Like his face is even younger than what he was in the Terminator. It does oh. look a little, little yeah. different. They they had some weird loophole that made it so it was okay, so Arnold hmm. couldn't sue them. But I don't. And then I think eventually he just didn't care because he was going to. He was there was plans for him to be in the movie, but he was the governor of California at the time, yeah. so he couldn't do it. Who busy? Yeah, don't worry, he comes back. <laughs> He'll be back later. Yeah. Uh, this uh, this was the last film that Stan Winston worked on. He actually died during production. Um, and it's dedicated to him, of course, at the end of the movie. And I, th- and that's why the visual effects look so damn good. Yes. There are some blue screen issues. There are some scenes where oh, yeah. people are standing against a blue backdrop with an image pasted on it. And it's like, Ooh, it didn't really tweak that too well. 
Yeah. But when it comes to the way the Terminators looked and anything that was digital, it looked awesome. And they used practical effects in this movie. Yeah, you know, and the digital the digital Terminators uh, moved a lot better. The, like yes. the six hundreds and eight hundreds moved a lot more naturally. I felt the like, first one like, you see that's split in half moves smooth, but oh, it still yeah. moves. But it still moves like it has weight to it, though. But, it's not yeah. it's like floating. Yeah, it's you can definitely tell it's got something there. Right, like it's clawing, like it's 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 hitting its arms against the ground. You can actually like you feel like you can feel the yeah. movement mm-hmm. yeah yeah really really cool um but yeah it's unfortunate you know stan winston was the when it came to visual effects and all that i mean he was the wizard as they called him mm-hmm. and uh it was it was it was it was a sad time because he just i mean they still stan winston studio still exists and he's got a lot of people who worked mm-hmm. under him that still do stuff today and they, they do great work but stan winston's designs and everything that he did was I don't think can be beat. I concur. So ultimately, yes, I, I enjoyed this film. It holds up still uh, to this day. And for everyone who doesn't like this movie, it's okay. You don't have to like it. We like I didn't it. Realize it was, I didn't realize so many people didn't like it, but I thought it was a fine movie. I enjoyed it. Listen, people were upset that we we didn't like Terminator 3, okay? People like Terminator 3. That's fine. And we said That's in the totally episode, fine. you can like the movie. We just yes. didn't. <laughs> yeah. Same here. Like, we're going to say, we all said we like this movie. And you know, people be like, well, this movie sucks. I was, You're I was expecting, I was expecting a strong divide for one of these. Because like, you know, we have a few where I'm just like the odd man out. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> All right, you guys, you guys ready to talk about the plot? Absolutely, let's rock through this. All right, so we get the opening, you know, the crawl and everything that you know says who was in the movie, and we get the new theme. It's kind of dark. It's kind of sometimes you're kind of listening. You're like, is there actually something playing right now? It's kind of low, and then (laughs) right as it says Terminator Salvation, you get the da 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 da, and it's deafening. I have to go to the the doctors now to get checked. Yeah, because that's how loud it was. But I My was ears so are happy. Still ringing. Yeah, I was so happy I heard the theme, even if it was only for a split second. Mm-hmm. So it opens to uh, we get Helena Bonham Carter's character uh, talking with Marcus, played by Sam Worthington, and he is in prison. And I guess he's in prison for murder. He murdered a couple cops and his brother. And so he's going to get executed. He knows what he did. He's like, yep, I deserve to be here. She's there to talk to him about donating his body once he dies to at the time it's Cyberdyne. Uh, And but you don't really know what it's for. He's just signing over the rights and you get the really do this scene. I heard when I heard this line, I was like, "Ooh, this is fucked up where he looks at her because she so she's sick. She's got cancer. And he states that he will sign if she gives him a kiss and she kisses him. And he once it's done, he goes, oh, that's what death tastes like. And I was like. That was a fucking Holy stab. Fuck, man. 
Like, like wow. that's Mazda's, Jesus. <laughs> Might as well just killed her right there in the cell. Oh my god, <laughs> brutal as fuck. Holy shit. Um. So yeah. So he ends up signing it, and then we go to the execution scene, where uh, I don't think they do this anymore. This is. I don't think this is the way they do lethal injection anymore where they strap you to the, the bed and then they can kind of like take out the bed that it like puts it up and they're like any last words and he says no and then they're like all right lay back down again. Yeah. No I think that's just kind of an extra step that doesn't need to be there no offense. So they pump them full of all the fun stuff and it goes black. We get an opening crawl that pretty much just sums up everything that's happened throughout the Terminator movies. Mm-hmm. Um, about how you know back in this year the Sci- skynet went you know they were went sentient and took out of the world and nuked the worlds and they're in control blah 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 you all know the story yeah. it is 2018 so uh we beat it guys yeah we made it we're ahead of it no we've only delayed it it's inevitable no, no! <laughs> Uh, John Connor and his group uh, attack a Skynet facility. You also find out John Connor is not the head of the resistance. Like he's not the leader. Um, But I guess there is a prophecy of some sort because they do mention it a couple times. And uh, I guess they go down there and they discover that Skynet's experimenting with humans. Yeah, there's like captured humans in there. Yep. And for a split second, you see Marcus's body. Like if you're doing, you're not paying attention. You don't, you don't see him. But for an instance, you yeah. just see his lifeless body on the table. Yeah, like, what are you doing there? <laughs> yeah. And there's yeah. So, but there's still a lot of uh, humans like still alive, and it kind of mm-hmm. gives you like a Resident Evil type feel because they all yeah. are moaning like they're zombies. I'm like, what mm-hmm. the frick? <laughs> and of course, Connor wants to rescue everybody, but everybody's always against everything he states. Oh, yeah. But they also discover that Skynet is building a new Terminator. The T-800. And they're like, oh, well, I guess you were right about that, John. He's like, yeah, I had to I had to fight one. Well, actually, my mom fought one. And then I was be- I was best friends with another. And then another one was we were we were pretty cool with. So I'm yeah, kinda, the last I'm kind of we're kind of tight. The DNT hunters. We're going to make them yeah. good friends. The last time a T-800 was right, I didn't really do a whole lot. I just kind of moped around. He did all the work. Him <laughs> and my wife did all the work. I didn't do he shit. He carried me in a casket and somehow I survived. I don't know. <laughs> Pre-wife. Pre-wife. <laughs> Not up, John! <laughs> Sorry. So it's time to go topside. Uh, they, you know, John is sent up there. So Terry Crews was supposed to be in this movie a lot more, but yeah. instead all you do is see his dead body. And you're like, hey, Terry! <laughs> <laughs> just, bye bye. <laughs> just just leaning up against a, a rock with his eyes open. So Bring yeah, I guess he was spice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess he was supposed to have a more prominent role, but they they cut it, and so this is what we get for Terry Crews. He was, he was I just it, it just threw me off for a second. I was like, oh hey Terry. <laughs> yeah. It just says you go to the credits, it's Terry Crews corpse. <laughs> So John goes up and down on the chopper. So he gets into the chopper and uh, the the whole place explodes. And John's in control of the helicopter, but he can't control it. Then he ends up crashing it. And when he's getting out of it, he gets attacked by half of a T-600. 
And this thing, this is, I'm like, this thing is menacing. Yeah. Like the dude. fact that it, it has the same, so it looks like a T800, <laughs> but it's a lot more bulky and slow. That's why they're creating the T800 because it can make it faster and more agile and all that shit. But it looks like a T800. It's got the same head and all that, but it's only half of its body, which is kind of a cool throwback to Terminator 1 when Sarah's getting chased by half of the T800 at the end. Yeah. So I thought yeah. that was a pretty cool nod. But yeah, he's getting his, he's just getting tossed around by half of a freaking T600. Mm-hmm. And he ends up killing it uh, with the mounted gun that's on the side of the yeah. helicopter, which I thought was a cool kill. And I, I, it took so long for its eyes to to not glow red anymore, like to fade out. I was yeah, like, All right. I was like, um, it's not dead yet. <laughs> also, I want to mention before when they land, before they go into the facility, when the helicopter lands on the on the head of one of the T six hundreds, I thought that was a cool shot. Before you actually see yeah. John and everybody yeah, yeah. for the first time, I thought I thought that was cool. So after everything blows up, John gets the hell out of there. And we then see a very muddy man pop out of the ground. It was like, like the ground was giving birth. Sir, do you need a shower? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Marcus and his very muddy dingling come waddling over. (laughs) And he's muddy. And it's raining. It's always always raining in this movie. Always. And he's screaming. Ah! He screams a lot. In this movie, by the way. Yeah, he does. That's true. He does. He does. He steals an outfit from a dead soldier. And I love when he's asked about it later from Kyle. He's like, hey, would you get that outfit? And he's like, well, the other guy didn't need it. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't wrong. He's not yeah. wrong. But it's the same. Ja- it kind of looks like a, a, the same jacket that Kyle wears in Terminator 1. Looks very f- similar. The one that yeah. he takes from, I yeah, from the, the homeless one he guy. Takes from the homeless guy who probably gave it to him and then was like, no. <laughs> Ah, he took my pants. <laughs> Get that man. <laughs> so I love this scene where he's just like John Connor's just like, hey, take me to the uh, I think it was like the resistance stronghold or something, which is a sub headquarters or command, headquarters. Command, command. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, you're fucking crazy, dude. And it's just yeah. over the open ocean. And he just f- f- drops in. You're like, what the fuck? I was like, where is he going? I was terrified. I was like, He's like, like, hey, tell command to make sure you leave the fucking front door open. He just out in the middle of the ocean. He's trying to open the hatch underwater. He's like, you can't do that. (laughs) You let it all in. Yeah. John, the surf's looking a little choppy there. You sure you want to jump in? (laughs) Guess what, guys? This is our second movie where we get to talk about Michael Ironside. Because he's here, everybody. So uh, before filming, he uh, broke a few vertebrae in his back. Oh, Uh, He was roofing his house. And he fell. Up. I guess he fell off his roof. Yep. And so that's why he never sits in this movie because he was in excruciating pain throughout the whole thing. <laughs> at least he's a trooper to do it. I thought yeah. he just he's a badass you man. You look at this guy and you're like, I would not fuck with yeah. him ever, dude. If you got the money that guy has, why won't you just pay somebody to do your roof? <laughs> because he's probably he's probably old school. You know, he likes to get I his know. hands dirty. Yeah, hey, I respect it. I'm not that type of person. I would be the guy who pays somebody to. I mean, listen, I paid someone to do my roof. Because fuck like, that. There you go. He'd yeah. have to retard his own roof. Was it expensive? Mr. Yes. Was it worth it? Yes. <laughs> Mr. Simpson, the tar fumes are making me woozy. Yeah, they'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. 
so yeah so he's here he's i guess the leader of the resistance he's like the the head honcho here and uh, he's got a cool like uh russian i guess he's probably the sub captain right i think so i i don't remember his name but i know what you're talking about i liked him because he was more reasonable this douche was a douche yeah this is the second time where we hear something about the prophecy about john and uh, they were, I mean, he was right about the T-800s, which, I, you know, was something he probably should have been praised for. But the fact is, like, after that, this dude listens to nothing John says. He's like, no, nah, yep. we're going to do it this way. He's like, what the? F-? Yep. So they found out a solution to, I guess, uh, slow down the machines. So I guess it's some sort of signal that interferes with their transmissions. And yeah, they're they like, all- yeah, it's like a the signal that they have. It like disrupts it and it can. You can take control of it or it just causes things <laughs> to crash. Yeah, because it interrupts because they, they communicate, communicate via shortwave and it like yeah. interrupts that. Yeah. What? Communicate. Yeah. Communicate. Quake. Communicate. Communicate. It's a new word, everybody. Quaker oats. <laughs> it's magically delicious. No, that's the wrong one. Um, I love Lucky Charms. <laughs> it's my favorite cereal, but go ahead. <laughs> so John immediately volunteers for this mission. He's like, I got it. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, I didn't even finish what I was saying. He's like, no, 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 no I'm going to do it. Just like, give me the oh, fucking code. I'll do it. Oh, all, right, all right. All right. So they also find out that there's a kill list by Skynet. Like they have like their priorities who they're looking for. And they say that you're number two, John. And he's like, well, who's number one? They're like Kyle Reese, a civilian. Nobody and he's like, civil- yeah, he's like, Papa, <laughs> Papi. It's like, how are you going to explain this? You're my dad, but you're younger than me. You're my he dad, but you're only, room. but you're only 18. It's fine. <laughs> we'll get there. Weird. Yeah. You're going to bang my mom in the, in the past. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Here's a picture you can do things with later. Just yeah, exactly. Not around me. Yeah. Rub, 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 no wonder our uh, demographic on YouTube is 98.3% male and because rubbing is relatable. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh, women can do it too. <laughs> yeah, it's an what? equal opportunity <laughs> situation. That. That's gross. As far as every woman ever has ever said, they don't do that. They <laughs> never, ever, ever do that. Ever. <laughs> what is happening right now? Holy shit. Okay. We can't, I guess we can't talk a Terminator movie without 15 years. Fucking I mean, sex jokes of some sort. Oh, dude, I was going to go further. I just figured for lube, they just use like when they, they just crack open a T800, like, ah, oil and just <laughs> go time. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm not even going to apologize for anything. Uh, John goes back <laughs> to well, base. So. <laughs> We're going to go back to, back to base where he runs into Common, who has the most nonchalant response to finding out his brother just died. Did my my brother didn't make it? He shakes his head. No words. And this is like, oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> and we move on. Um, and, and we see Kate, my girl. Okay. Love you, Bryce! <laughs> uh, John listens to tapes from his mom, which is really cool. I love Linda Hamilton does make an appearance. Uh, well, yes. her voice uh, is in this movie and it's new recordings. It's not anything old. Oh, this is actually. Yes. Yeah. Linda Hamilton came in and actually did some voice recordings for these tapes. Yep. I was reading, I was reading really cool. reading the so. trivia and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's awesome. 
And yeah. then John and Kate, they talk about, you know, trying to find Kyle. They're like, I got to find my papa. And she's like, hi, puppy. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> so this is where we get our really bad blue screen where uh, Marcus is standing in front of the Hollywood sign. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, ooh, they did not blend this in well. There, you see like the fuzziness around his body, and the background is kind of. I'm like, oof, somebody did not look at this when they were editing to make sure this was a little bit crisper. But whatever. The next scene is all. I mean, it looks all practical where he's walking down the the middle of the street. I just love. He's just walking. He sees the the T600 in the in the in the distance, and he's just like, hey, yeah. Hey, Ezekiel! <laughs> What's your name? What? What is your name? Tony. <laughs> I wish thing. I remembered that whole... I wish I remembered that whole bit. I fucking love that. Fuck, Fuck you, Tony. Tony! What's your name? Ezekiel! Fuck you, Ezekiel! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he just screams at the T-600 because he doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know what year it is he doesn't know what the fuck is happening so he sees something in the distance and he's just like oh somebody might know what's happening mm, not this somebody Mm-mm. he sees well, human admittedly, kill it's just it's just a humanoid shape and yeah, he doesn't, it's, I mean, yeah, he doesn't know what it is yeah, that's yeah what I, I just i just love that scene he's like hey and that terminator's like <laughs> and there's that there's this like long pause 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 yeah <laughs> dump like ah oh, shit i i i I like the design of the T600s because it was the when Skynet was trying to they were trying to do the whole humanoid terminator but it just didn't look very good so you have like he's wearing like boots and it's got like the pant like it looked like it was wearing all like an outfit but it like ended up like burning off and it's all like hanging off him and there's actually it isn't this T600 but there's another T600 later that actually has like skin hanging off its face because yeah. they tried to do some weird shit. It was like fucking. Is this like what Leatherface would look like in the future? Well, they they reference this in the first one because they talked yeah, about yeah, like yeah. Well, we could tell the old ones apart because they had their skin was like rubber and they didn't move. Yeah, like that's what Kyle normal. talks. That's what Kyle explains to uh, Sarah in the first one when they're driving. So yeah, yeah, it's cool to find. That's why I think this movie does so well because you get to see these things. Yeah, you they, get to see the future. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they it's not just hand in line. Yeah, and yeah, it's exactly. not like campus are like, here's this just because it's it's like, no, it makes sense. It's fluid. It it progresses the story and it goes, oh, shit. I remember when they talked about that. It's not like the subtle like, yeah, they do the I'll be back and they do the come with me if you want to live, which literally is the scene. But like, it's not like, oh, that just sounded wrong. That just doesn't yeah, fit. It just feels more natural in this movie. Yeah, for sure. So the T-600 starts to shoot. And Marcus, and he's like, what the fuck? He hides behind a school bus, and that's when Kyle Reese... What am I doing the Indiana Jones theme song for? But he slides... Okay, I'm going with it. <laughs> he slides into home base, and he's like, come with me if you want to live. And I was like, oh, there it is, guys. <laughs> and they go... At least it's the right character to say it, though. It is, yeah. It's not just some random schmuck. So they go up to the roof of this building, and Kyle's got a little friend. Her name is Star, and she's a badass. They had this whole booby trap set up they what did they do they like they drop something on the terminator it's it's pinned under it for a vehicle yeah 
Well, that was when it when they squish it. Oh yeah, when they squished it. Yeah. But they, they I think mind. didn't they drop something on it before where it like pins itself, but then it gets out from it and then it starts shooting the front of the building. Maybe I'm yeah, thinking of it, a different scene. It was like it was like just this heavy re. It almost looked like if I remember right, it almost looked like I beams and stuff, just like in a big thing that just dropped on top of it or some yeah. shit. Like a the bunch of heavy they, crap. Yeah, she and then they're up there. She she cuts the line and it drops this massive thing on top of it, um, and it squishes it. And he he immediately deactivates just as I just whoop, he's done. But yet that other one was like took like forever. Yeah, <clears throat> it was trying to survive. It's like don't de- oh. <laughs> reboot reboot fuck reboot. Alt F four. So after all this is over, uh, they're trying to figure <laughs> out the scene. That was, it's like. It's like all dead for it. Reboot, reboot. You have these programs running. Yes. You want to reboot anyway? Like, yes, reboot. <laughs> That's everybody's, what took so everybody's long. like, didn't they make this joke last week? Probably. I don't remember. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Terminator. Oh, it's like Jurassic Park where they're rebooting the computer and it's just that one white line on the top that flashes before it actually reboots. <laughs> You're just waiting yeah. for that to pop up in the Terminator's vision there. Go faster! God damn it! That's me every time I start my computer. I just yell at it because it's so fucking slow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Marcus, uh, after everything is done, uh, they want to know who Marcus is. So they're, you know, Kyle's a little hesitant. He points a gun at him. And Ky- uh, Marcus takes the gun out of his hand, points it at him, and he said, if you're going to point a gun at somebody, be prepared to pull the trigger. Was that used in another one? Was that a line so. that was you? I swear to God. Um, when I heard him um, say the line. Yes. It would have had to been in the first one then, wouldn't it? I think so. I think Kyle says it to Sarah. <coughs> Sarah points a gun at him and he takes it from her and says the same. He, she, oh, he might. He might. Oh, no. Ma- no, I think he said it to a cop when he's getting chased and the cop holds him up. And I think he takes the cop's gun. Oh, I don't remember. Okay, maybe, it maybe. was in the first Terminator. Listen, we talked about I've it. Doesn't mean I remember. It. Yeah, I know I I've know. heard it. All I know is this is a line taken from a other from another Terminator movie. Yeah, spoken by Kyle himself. So they go back to like their little headquarters because they are the Resistance Division of Los Angeles, and it's just them. <laughs> it's just Kyle and Star. And uh, they're having some coyote for dinner. Two-day-old coyote, because it's better than three-day-old coyote. That line was great. I was like, all right, that's clever. Must be, like, jerky. They're like, "Mm -mm, Good. Uh, This is where... uh, This was uh, something else that was brought back from the first one. So this is kind of, I guess, how Kyle learned how to do the shotgun thing from the first one. You know how he... Yeah. He cuts the barrel and then he attaches it to his arm, yep. so like no one can yep. take the gun. Yep. He uses that same trick in the in the first Terminator, which I thought was cool. Like this is where that. he learned it from. Like, yeah, okay, Marcus, that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. See, like I said, it's little shit like this that, like, if you watched them, like you get like, oh, that's cool, Monod. Yeah, but see, I read I read that in the trivia and told you, and you're like, oh yeah. Yeah, when you brought it up though, I was like, oh yeah, shit, because I didn't think about that. So they hear. John's first of many calls in this movie, uh, calling out to the resistance, you know, pretty much stating like, if you can hear this, you are the resistance, you know, you know, stay, stay strong, fight 
all that crap. So they, this is when uh, John, I think, and his crew are doing the experiment with the aqua fucking hydrobot. Hydrobot. And which is, which kind of reminded me of Transformers. <laughs> yeah. Like this yeah. was, this just was just a scene taken, str- this was literally taken straight from Transformers 1 where they cut the tail off of the scorpion fucking Terminator and then they got the tail and they're trying to strap it to the, it, it kind of reminded me of that. But yeah, so they're trying to figure out the whole signal thing. Uh, so if they have it to a certain f- frequency, it like shuts off the Terminator. Like it shuts them down. And then if they turn it back, you know, and then it'll turn itself back on once that frequency is is gone. And uh, so, yeah, so they figured out what to do. So they're going to put it into place. We then go back to Marcus. He's fixing up a Jeep, which this Jeep is in pretty damn good shape for being right. in the future in yeah, the apocalypse. Because he asked them where to get uh, that if they know where to get a vehicle from because they said you can't you can't just run you have to go fast yeah I feel like Colin Trevorrow when he was writing the script for Jurassic World was just like see they did it in Terminator it makes sense for this one when the kids put a goddamn battery in a jeep that's been in the woods for since 1993 and it just runs it just starts right up yeah because that gas <laughs> is perfectly fine just like exactly. in this movie. so yes that is an inconsistency if I bitch about that I have to bitch about that in this movie like how far away is this from where they were because in this scene before when he's asking like what year it is and what not and they're like oh get down and the building starts shaking and the hunter killer comes by and like yep. makes the building collapse. Yeah. And everything's going to be covered in rubble and mm-hmm. dust and it's not going to run as good oh, yeah. as I forgot to mention about the hunter killer showing up after the term that T600 gets squished. Yeah, yeah. But they hide from it. It doesn't affect it's, it's really plot. nothing. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's really nothing too important. Skynet's everywhere, dude. Yeah. Yep. There you go. So they uh, they turn on the star turns on the radio and it plays a song. I don't remember what song it was, but um, I do. It's Allison Chains. Yes. It's um, oh Rooster, Rooster, Rooster yes. Yeah. Yep. And so I, this was another inconsistency where Kyle goes, "What is that?" And Marcus goes, "Oh, something my brother used to listen to." So Kyle doesn't know about music because he was born. After Judgment Day. So music is kind of not a thing. And how is this radio working? Is there a CD still in that car? I'm assuming there will be a CD in it. That's what That's I the only way it would still go, because in theory, shouldn't be radio signal. No. Not for music, anyway. So, so yeah, so Kyle questions it, because he doesn't know what it is. But then later, when they're driving away, he goes, oh, because Marcus never says what it is. He just goes, it's something my brother used to listen to. That's the line. And then they're driving away from the little drone, like the spotter drone or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And Kyle goes, oh, they must have heard the music. You didn't know what it was. Marcus didn't state what it was, but yet you know it's music. Well, okay, fair enough. Okay, yeah. He, he may know what music is, but maybe not that kind okay. of music. I mean, I, it, I it, it, you know, because people probably this still movie, sing. How would they? Inter- yeah. oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no. You, I mean, that could yeah. be it, though. I mean, he may have heard 
what music is from other people, just not have heard that. Because that, that's before his time. I mean, if there wasn't, even if there was a Judgment Day, it would have been before his time. Oh, yeah. I mean, but he could still have stories from people that were around before then. So. So they're getting chased by this drone, which identifies Kyle Reese. And for someone who's never driven before, he drives pretty fucking well. Yeah, he does. He's fucking pulling that e-brake. Yeah, I know. I was like, I was like, damn. He's like, that's the first time I've ever driven. I was like, what? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Lies. (laughs) When you... It can come up up later. I guess it's like a fight or flight type thing. You know, know, he's trying to escape something. He's just got to figure it out. Yep. So they... He has things, though. He has things. He has, he has things, things in his head that we don't no, know no, no. yet. No, no, no. We're talking about Ky- we're talking about not not Kyle. We're talking about Kyle Reese driving. Yeah, not Marcus. Not Marcus. Marcus would because he because Kyle yeah. Kyle Stacy's never driven before. Yeah, Kyle he drives so, yeah, very yeah, well. He drives, yeah, he drives first, yeah. and then Marcus is like, no, no. He's I'm like, driving the rest. And he of just way. fucking throws him out. He's just like, ah. Yeah, it's <laughs> yep. before they've switched. That that's right. <laughs> so they get to a gas station. Where they're, they think is a group of resistance, but it's actually just people just trying to survive. They're just hunkered down at this gas station, avoiding Skynet, avoiding everything, just living their life, but somehow have a lot of fresh food. Where are they getting this? I guess they're growing it themselves. Back pocket. But, uh, so this is one of those moments where it's just like this like what would you do type situation where they go in they're just trying to find gas and of course you know the guy's like we barely have enough gas for ourselves like no Mm -hmm. but then you have this kind older lady coming out she's like come on they're you know look at her we can't just let him go and she hasn't eaten and instead of just feeding her he's just she just gets a basket full of shit just gives it to us like eat up and the guy's like what the fuck that's our food And then he stands up to her, which I thought was like a, a natural thing that should have happened. Like, yeah, fuck you, lady. Who made you the goddamn leader of this place? <laughs> and um, that's when the big boy, the big boy, I don't even know what model this thing is. No idea. But it just starts yoinking people out of this gas station. And the first one being the kind old lady. It's a tea very large. <laughs> it's a, yes. It's a tea prison because it has a compartment that it throws all of the people into. And um, this was, this was a really cool scene. I like the, the whole shootout here, or like mm-hmm. the people like leaving and, you know, um, the people blaming them for coming and bringing them yeah. here. And just like yeah. a natural reaction is like, yeah, it kind of sucks for them. Cause they were like, they were fine. And then these three just wandered in and then like Skynet's here now. Yeah. Right. Because Kyle was like- identified. People are just getting murked left and right or yeah. snatched up. So they, everybody's running away and they end up, oh God, I love pop-ups. Get out of here. Up and down headlights. Pop-up video. Um, so yeah, so they, <laughs> <laughs> so I like it when they get into the tanker and 
they drive it up to they drive it up to the big terminator prison thing and then Kyle does the 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 same kind of thing that he does in Terminator 1 where he hangs out the side of the vehicle and does the shoots and then he reloads it with one hand yeah and shoots it again and he's like it's not working and then that's when Star gives Marcus a flare and he throws the flare and it blows up the tank but and you're like hey that big terminator's dead nah that thing comes out just like fuck you well well see that's what we were talking about i was like oh shit they're gonna do this movie proper because that tank would not explode just by shooting it with a shotgun yeah because it wouldn't i mean it just it's not how it would work so and i thought that was like oh you're being smart and the fact that it survived from it because i mean it's gonna blow up but it's like a gas explosion it's not like a like high explosives yeah it was a little bit different so what it does, because it's like, yeah, I'm not chasing after this thing. I'm too big for that. So it releases these little uh, motorcycles. Or as Dan would call them, crotch rockets. Yeah, absolutely. You're just mad because you didn't fucking think of it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, yeah, they, um, they release the two crotch rockets there. They're chasing them. And this this is a really cool scene as well where they're oh, yeah. they um they end up tying I think they like throw a line out which then like ties it. One gets like taken out by one of the cars that's kind of just on the side of the road, and then the other one they attach a line to and they just drag it behind them. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool, dude. Like there's a neat set piece like like scenes in this movie. Yeah. Quite a few actually. They get to a bridge and a hunter killer shows up. And start shooting at it, but I love that the one the the bike that's being dragged when they t- when he turns to avoid the hunter killer, it whips it into the engine of the hunter killer, which then causes it to crash. Yeah, yeah. And but they're kind of dangling off the side of the bridge, uh, Kyle and and Star, yeah. and the Terminator prison thing snatches them up. And Kyle's or in uh, Marcus is like, no, once again, and then jumps off, which is cool because you see how they work where the uh, um, the capture bots, the big ones actually dock with that ship on top and then they just put people inside and shit. It's really cool. Really cool design. Yeah. And then um, Marcus jumps into the river. And as all this is going on, they um, uh, John hears about like he sees everything he's like they've never been this close before to like their base so he calls in the air support which is Blair and some other person yeah, um, yeah I don't know it was and they go in to shoot down the hunter killers unfortunately they get one of them which I like how it like so when <laughs> when Marcus hits the water it isn't just a fucking splash man this man bounces like a rock being skipped across man or Marcus but then he comes up for air and then the freaking hunter killer freaking just drops down so Blair gets uh, chased around by one of the smaller hunter killers and gets shot down and I like how John has to tell her to eject like are you not smart yeah. enough to figure this out that's what I was talking about. I'm like, I didn't know this was part Top Gun. I know, right? Yeah. Basic maneuvers. Oh, yep. The handle's not working. She, yeah. So Tell she me ed- what to do, Goose. <laughs> so she ejects. 
and ends up getting like she's like attached to a tree. She's like yeah, she tangled up in the tree. tree. And Marcus yeah. runs into her, climbs like up and tower. cuts her down. Yeah. Um a broken tower. Yeah, like a like an electrical tower mm-hmm. or something like that. And no joke, I swear to God, the first time that she sees Marcus, it's instant. Hey. Yeah, like she wants him the whole time. How you doing? He's like, all right. Right. all right. It's been a while. It's been a uh, pretty fucking terrible here. So yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot less to pick from these days. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, yeah, I'll bring you to my base. It's gonna be about two days walk. And he's like, all right, I got nothing better to do. Yeah. So Kyle and this is where they show Kyle and Star and like the transport getting taken to Skynet. And you got that just the dude who's freaking out in there. He's like, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. And he's like, you need to chill the fuck out. And then he goes, you know, what we need to do right now. We need to live or serve. I think he said, yeah, we need to live. And I was like, I don't like this. No shit, man. <laughs> what am I playing? I'm not. I just just I guess I want to die. In this situation, stop with the emo- Stop with the uplifting speeches, please. Stop. <laughs> I get what they were getting at, but there's quite a few of these like like out your ass speeches in this movie. Yeah, it's just all about trying to calm this dude down. Oh, I know. So this is where we get the uh, the scene that was added. This was the director's cut scene where they go to the gas station, and you know Blair's got a she's she's a little dirty, so she's got a shower off in this pouring rain. And uh, you get to see boobies. There you go. That's it. And um, yeah, it's just a very, it's just a very unnecessary scene. And I get why they cut it out of this movie. So we then get the next scene that was originally cut out of the movie, which is her running into it. And it was very in the director's cut. It's very just thrown in there. There's really no like smooth transition to the scene it's kind of like the 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 rain scene happens and then immediately it's at this scene and i'm just like and she's already talking to these people and i was like wait what the fuck is going on here and she's <laughs> talking to these guys they're scavengers or something and they're you know they come up and they they're like oh we we saw you and it's like oh okay weirdos yeah. um <laughs> nor this is going and uh she she has a good line where she's like listen the machines are our enemies well, we don't need to do this. He's like, oh, I think we do. And then they attack her. She actually gets the upper hand on a couple of them, but there was so many of them. She, you know, she gets into a bad situation. And right before something really bad is about to happen, Marcus comes in with a fucking like two by four and just, or no, it was like a rebar. I just fucking, ah, cracks this dude right across the jaw. And then uh, proceeds to beat the living shit out of every single one of these guys. And yeah, this was a, this was the other one. This was the other added scene to the director's cup. And um, did they show uh, them at the fire in the theatrical cut where she needs yeah, to yeah, like, yeah. get close to him because she's cold? And yeah, then she like looks at him seductively and then goes, don't get any ideas. I just need your body yeah. warmth. I'm like, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. Like, you want more. We understand. Yeah. This is a shitty, like, it's it's been a while. You know, you have your needs. Yeah. So you think that she got even more aroused by Marcus when she figured out that he was a Terminator? We just spoil it. (laughs) Who cares? Isn't that the name of the show? 
That's fair. That's fair. We're going to build up to it. Fuck, man. It's okay. I'm almost done with my notes. I'm like, damn, we're already almost done talking about this movie. But I forgot I didn't finish my notes. (laughs) So it's time to test the signal. John and the other guy, Commons. Insert name here. (laughs) (laughs) I think I can't remember. Barnes. They go to like the side of this hill. And they set off an explosion so they can attract Honor Killer and then use the signal to see what it does. And it works. It deactivates it. And then John just whips out a fucking RPG and just blows it up. Like, all right, the site clean. Yeah. And then after that, he calls uh, Michael Ironside and he's just like, hey, there are survivors at Skynet. We need to go rescue. He's like, that is not the mission. He's like, fuck your mission. And then yeah. moves on. So Kyle and Star and all the rest of the uh, people that were taken there at Skynet and they're being processed. Uh, like you see all the T-600s guards. Like that's the one where you see like one of them has like the skin that's like hanging off its face and some yeah. of the ratty Man, clothes and stuff like that. And um, you get to see the T-1s again. And Mar- uh, Kyle gets identified. And so he gets mm-hmm. taken. Snatched away. Bye, Kyle. <laughs> Snatched again. So Blair and Marcus, they run into a minefield. And, you know, as somebody like me who's seen the movie, you know what you're about to see. Uh, they're like, oh, it's fine. It's for the ter- it's for the Terminators because they're made out of metal. So they're, everything here is magnetic. So it's not we're, we're all right. We just got to make sure we don't step on one. And. Uh, one attaches to Marcus's leg and they're like, uh, what? <laughs> and boom. Boom. And then immediately to Marcus in a, yeah, in a gurney getting uh, brought into the base. And yeah, he gets, uh, this is where you get to see like the, the first person shot from Marcus's view of, of, uh, Kate, you know, working on him and then she discovers, you know, what he is. And she's like, uh, Barnes. And then he fucking, <laughs> clocks him with the end of the gun well well first he's like what do you have a prosthetic leg because the mind attached yeah, to his leg. yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah. like immediately after she's like wait a minute yeah she's like oh shit and so he gets knocked out and strapped up by his buster browns a little chained to two uh two axles actually there's a like a big like one ton axle above him for like a truck yeah. and like a smaller car on his legs uh, he's just strapped the fuck in there so he so then we get the shot of john talking to him I'm picking at her. Don't worry about it. Oh, stop it. So, yeah, John is talking to him and, you know, John is questioning him on things that Marcus has no fucking clue. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's asking him, like, who made you? He's like, what? It's like I was born at such and such. Like, didn't you say like 1975? Yeah, or he was born in like 1975 that? and like he states a bunch of information. He's like, oh, so they finally did it. They made they made them human pretty much. And Marcus is still there. Like, well, can someone please tell me what the fuck you're yep. talking about? And that's when he looks down and he sees that um, he's uh he's not a person. He's yep. lots of machinery in there, but his beating heart is still there. Kind of reminds me of general grievous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like his heart is the only thing that's <laughs> vulnerable there. 
<clears throat> so it didn't matter. It doesn't matter what Marcus says. Uh, John doesn't really believe him. He thinks that this is all a ploy from Skynet, which you later find out it is. Yeah. Um, you know that this is some way of killing killing him finally getting to john and i you know even like the awkward situation where john goes up to him he's like yeah you went back and you tried to kill my mother sarah connor and marker's like who the f- what are you talking about yeah yeah exactly it's like i don't know any of this <laughs> so Listen, i just woke up covered in mud and started yelling that's all i know what's going <laughs> so he yeah he got a, he's still strapped up and blair is not about this she's she's got that feelings for the Marcus, even though he's metal now, even though he's a Terminator, she's still about him. Metal. And metal man. Or yep. made of metal, except it's not. <laughs> it's the only thing that's not made of metal. And well, that is uh, brain, apparently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she tricks Barnes, who's the one that's like, he's like torturing him. He just keeps shooting him, but it's not doing anything. It just put, he's like, it, it's, it's painful for Marcus, but it doesn't like hurt him. And she tricks him saying that John needs to see him. And so he leaves and Blair just fucking undoes the chain and just sends him down like 50 feet to the bottom. And he's a Terminator. He's going to survive. And then she does a really cool run where she runs and grabs the chain and just repels down. You're like, damn, that's actually pretty cool. I thought it was kind of neat when they talk about it, though, because we've talked about this in the other movies, like the T-100 or the T-800 and stuff like that about like how he doesn't feel pain, he doesn't react to pain, but he has the skin, he bleeds, all that fun stuff, where he's the opposite, yeah. where, you know, he is, he literally has, to, he doesn't know he's a machine, like, he's just like, I'm a dude, like, I'm a guy, but this whole time, this whole time, if you pay attention to the movie, you hear people talk about being hungry, wanting food, getting drink, and you never, ever see him eat, you never see him drink, yep. he never talks about being hungry or thirsty, right. ever. The only thing yep. you ever mention is when... Blair hears his heart because she's laying on him like, oh, what a nice, strong heart. Yeah. So, yeah, Blair cuts him down. She gets to the bottom. She goes, hey, when you ejaculate, is it uh, is it oil? And he goes, what? And then they move on. Um, yeah, right? Oh! <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to. The joke was in my head. It had to come out. <laughs> no, no. Some had to come out. Fuck. So John goes, uh, John's talking to his wife about like Marcus and everything. And that's when Barnes comes in. He's like, Hey, you need to see me. He's like, fuck. <laughs> they go yep. down. They blow the place. I like how Marcus picks up like one of the, he rips the, there's like the thing on the wall. The he rips it and uses it as a shield. Yeah. 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 Cause they like shoot an RPG down there. Like, yeah. and uh, yeah. he covers her very poorly, but somehow she, none of, and she doesn't get burned and his clothes don't burn. I'm like, why didn't her hair yeah. burn? Because that was like what was exposed and, you know, yeah. hair burns. So they make it outside. And they got to go through the minefield. But Blair's like, I got an idea. And she rolls out this cool thing and then blows all the mines up. Yeah, that was cool. I like that. Cool. And so it's just a it's just gunfire everywhere. They're trying to avoid things. Blair ends up getting shot. And uh they do the old switcheroo where you're like, they all converse on them. They're like, oh, we got him. And no, it's Blair wearing his jacket. And guess what? Somehow Marcus is the same size as as Blair. He can fit oh, his yeah. jacket perfectly. Ah. And you're like, oh, oh all right. Um, and it's very similar to, he looks like the he's wearing the same outfit that uh, the T-800 wears in Terminator. 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, John uh, pursues him. He does a cool little jump, though, with the motorcycle over the barricade yeah. there. And then John's chasing him with the helicopter. And uh, he goes over this uh, little pond. And he's like, where the fuck do you go? And he gets a little too close because those hydrobots are like, hey, surprise, motherfucker. And just. <laughs> yeah, kill the of, pilot and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And John's like, shit. And he crashes. <laughs> And uh, I really love the shot of when he gets out of the helicopter and he's shooting at all the hydrobots and shows it from like the uh, sky view where it shows them all swimming towards him and he's shooting at them. And then you get to this and then and then it kind of ruins it with the whole thing where like Marcus just comes out of the water. He's like, oh, tackles it, hugs it. Yeah, (laughs) boy. That's what I want to do to a shark. Like, where's your hands now, motherfucker? Like, I was like, okay, that was. A little extreme, but I'll take it. And uh, yeah, he wrestles with the uh, the hydro pop, and then he kills it. And then John's got the gun pointed. I'm just like, "What are you?" He's like, "Listen, I don't know what the fuck I am, but I can get you into Skynet. Let's do, you know, let's do this." I do like that his skin is peeled off his face and his, so you yeah. can see like his the uh, exoskeleton underneath, and. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'll get you to Skynet. You just got to trust me. He's like, and that's when he goes, what are you? And then he like slowly backs away into the water. He's like, I don't know. And no. then disappears. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, and then literally five <laughs> seconds later. Swim. <laughs> More hydro. Where would all the rest of the hydro bots go? Uh, that, they that smoked was, them all. Yeah, that They're was dead. it. I like that. Like five seconds later, they all come. like, hey, where is he? Where is he? He's like, I don't know. I lost. I lost sight of him. Yeah, we lost him. But sir, I just saw that guy over there. Shut up! Shoots him. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. So, where where are we here? Oh, so yeah, um, John orchestrates a an attack on Skynet. He's gonna secretly go in by himself because uh, Michael Ironside was like, "We have a plan," and John's like, "Well, I have a plan too, and we need to try this so that we can save." the innocent people there. And he's like, fuck the innocent people. We're going to bomb the fuck out of Skynet. And he's like, fuck you. And he's like, well, you're relieved of your duties. And I like when after the call common and some other random guy at the controls was like, I didn't hear that last part. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. So John comes up with a plan to go in by himself because Marcus is already going there and he's or he's already there. And um, I, this is where you get the, you know, he's, John's about to leave. He, you know, hugs and kisses his wife and she goes, what do I tell your men when they realize you're gone? He goes, I'll be back. And then walks away. So like I said, it was done more nonchalantly. Like, yeah, like it wasn't it like, sense. I'll be back. Like, he was just like, I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back. Say it like that. Yeah. Like Arnold. Lewis. Imagine Christian Bale's just like, I'll be back. And you're like, Whoa. <laughs> I didn't fit at all. To get to the chopper. (laughs) I'm looking for John Connor. (laughs) Every time John is in a helicopter in this fucking movie and ends up crashing. Yes. Stop going in out of him. (laughs) At the end, when you see him in the end, you're like, no. Yeah. No, John. (laughs) So, (laughs) so Marcus ends up going there and he actually gets himself like, so Skynet recognizes him as a Terminator. So like they don't attack him. So he's able to just kind of go in because it's the whole plan. 
So he goes in, he taps into Skynet, he gets all this information flushed into his head, and then that's when he has like a, a conversation with Helena Bottom Carter's character, which is just Skynet using her as like a reference or like as somebody he knows. Yeah, because he mentions that's that's a face that he would recognize. Right, because it like changes between John and Kyle and yep. uh, Blair, I think, at one point. But uh, yeah, he's talking to her and she lays it all down. She's like, listen, you were a proto. You were a you were created to infiltrate and do exactly what you're doing. You're infiltrating and you're bringing our target to us without you really knowing it. So thank you for and you're going to do something that Skynet has failed to do for so long and that is kill John Connor. And that's when he looks over to his right and he sees John Connor downstairs. He's like, fuck. Thank you for your service. Thank you very much for playing my game. Mario reference. Don't worry. Speaking of Mario. um, (laughs) So Marcus is like, yeah, fuck that. And he picks up a stool and just whips it at the screen and destroys it. Yeah. John, uh, he's trying to find Kyle. He's yelling for Kyle and he's asking all these people, you see Kyle Reese, you see Kyle Reese. Everybody's like, I don't fucking know anyone's name here. I just want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I don't care. And Kyle's the only one who's like locked up in a cell that never didn't open when he activated the, when he deactivated the locks. Yeah. Oh, Hey, speaking of this, is something that happens at this moment when he's talking to Skynet, of course, where he figures out, like, you know, he does his own research, he figures out what happens, like, in the past, and, like, whatever happened with Judgment Day. But they mention that the code that the Resistance has was a plant. It doesn't actually mean anything. Like, it was a trick to bring the Resistance army there to attack them so they could wipe them out, too. It was just a ploy. So, like... It's probably what happened is like it probably works, but when the attack comes, we're just gonna like send like a mass patch to like patch that out. Like, okay, this doesn't work anymore. So, but but another thing though, but they mention that to Marcus, but he doesn't tell anybody. And they never try the sound thing. No, they don't. Well, because they, they, yeah, they, they just I all kind of get thrown out the window because uh they find out that. Skynet found out where uh, the sub was. Uh, yeah, headquarters, that, yep. and they blow it up. Yep. So bye, Michael Ironside. See you later, buddy. Bye, Russian dude. Yeah. <laughs> bye, random <laughs> Russian guy who had no name. But he Gen- was General Lysenko. Yeah. He was from the Czech uh, Czechoslovakia. Oh, he's Czech. Okay, that's fair. Well, it's Czech Republic now. Yes. Yeah, that's true. He's born in Prague. But he was born before it was Czech Republic. But he was also right. in The Hunt for Red October. Yes. So he knows oh. a thing or two about subs. That's why they cast him. Like, you know a had submarine, to be. don't you? He's like, you know I'm an actor, right? So as John is trying to find Kyle, uh, he opens a door and he sees a sight for sore eyes. He's like, <gasps> Papa? No. It's a naked ass CG Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> and he's here yeah. to beat your sh- beat your ass. <laughs> like digital dick. No, <laughs> no, they they put a perfect shadow over that. Oh, they <laughs> nailed it. They're like, oh, it's PG thirteen. Ha And uh, so yeah, so he gets thrown around a couple times, and he runs away. He gets uh, star. He finally runs into Star and Kyle. He goes, 
what's your name? Kyle Reese. Come with me, dad. I mean, Kyle. And then he, uh, <laughs> and they leave and they're trying to outrun the, the T 800 and they get to the, the, the basement or whatever. It, it, it's literally like we're, they're mixing a bunch of the movies together where it's like, it's a mix of the factory from Terminator and then kind of the steel mill from Terminator mm-hmm. two, where you kind of have that same like gross, like really yeah, fucking yeah. everyone's sweating. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they find the assembly line of the T 800s and John is just like, Oh shit. This isn't I good. I was waiting for something to get put on his face. Cause he's like, Oh yeah. It's he's like, like right it's like behind. Play. The it's like Charles play two where the guy gets the eyes put in his, I was waiting. I was like, he keeps looking. Well, another thing I like about this is like you see them mark a few T six hundreds right in the movie, but then when like the T eight hundred, you kind of see how much more improved it is. Like even like structurally, it's a lot stronger. Yeah, than the T six hundreds are because they can take they've taken faster, stronger. Yeah, you also they're taking them out. It's like bulletproof. Like it doesn't take much damage. Yeah, yeah. The six hundreds are taken out with you know. The, like M16 AR style weapons, yeah. you know, and that like with enough shots, you could take one out. But these guys, he just mag dumps into Arnold, Arnold, and then nothing. Yeah. It's like, I took that shit. Yeah. Um, I like Marcus's little LSD moment he has when he's like syncing up to the. Oh, Skynet. To Skynet. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, his, oh, oh, oh. I think he accidentally hit like the entirety of Pornhub in like a split <laughs> second. Like, oh, fuck. Fire, fire, fire. Malware. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. <laughs> Can't delete it fast enough. <laughs> but like his, it, like you can see it on the actor's face. Like he, we wouldn't know what it's like to sync up to something like that. No, but it's like his face is just like makes it. Yeah, makes the whole scene. So yeah, so they discover the assembly line, and they discover the uh, the cores that go into the T eight hundred that powers it, but. If you watch the ter- Terminator 3, you find out that they can overheat and actually become nuclear. And John states that. So there you go. Oh, you mean the callback to the Terminator o- 3? The only thing relevant from Terminator 3. Yep. The only thing. So that's when he gets the bright idea to use those like, cores. Hey, I'm just going to forget that yeah. happened. <laughs> He's going to use those cores as the way to blow up Skynet, at least this facility. Because I think ultimately the whole goal was to stop the T-800s from being built. I think so, yeah. Because this was like the main factory for building the T-800s. Mm-hmm. At least that's how the movie kind of perceives it. So Marcus joins the fight. because he So he sends Kyle and Star off to get with... Uh, they run into Kate and Blair and Barnes. And they're like, oh, John's still in there. And Kate's like, what? Huh? And John is setting up the explosives and all that, and the T eight hundred comes out and just starts beating his ass. Just oh yeah, just he rips that T six hundred in half. Remember? He's yeah. Like, and Marcus shows up to the fight. He gets involved. He starts fighting it, and you kind of get like a really even, hard fight. And then the T eight hundred just starts fucking murking him, just punching him. But he also uses himself as a distraction because he sees what John's doing. And so he purposely lets the T-800 beat his ass so that John can finish what he was doing. 
because and and the T and, and which was cool because like that so the T eight hundred knocks Marcus over and Marcus gets up and he grabs like a massive thing of concrete. It's just okay, bah bah like yeah. three or four times, and then he notices the it like scans him and notices that he's that the heart is vulnerable, so he punches him once right in the heart and just put dead. Yeah. And then it's it I mean, knows I survive a punch like that. No, just saying. And uh, it go, try it goes to where it thinks John is, and he's not there. Uh, we also get a really a, a very um, similar scene to Terminator One, where the T eight hundred knocks John down, and he has to climb up the stairs. I think he has to like crawl up the stairs, which is what Kyle had to do mm-hmm. when he was fighting the T eight hundred at the end of the Terminator. Um, mm-hmm. We also we also saw that the T eight hundred was uh, faking. It, it, it was sounding like Kyle. It was calling out to him. Yeah, John, yeah, John. His voice. yeah. And yeah, this Terminator is just beating its ass. But then John notices that there's a big, huge thing of molten metal, and he's like, "Well, if I can get that thing under that molten metal, we should be a okay." So he gets under it, shoots at the thing enough where it tips over, pours out the molten metal onto the T-800. The T-800 ain't stopping there. It comes bursting out of the molten metal and it starts to walk towards him and then he shoots uh, a line that shoots just, I'm guessing, cold air or yeah, some high, high pressure cool air. Line. Yeah. And uh, it freezes it. It like hardens the, the molten metal. And this is where you get... So in all the prior movies where they show John Connor, he has scars on his face. This is where he gets his scars. <laughs> Wanna know why yep, I got these yep. scars? Yeah. Um, hey, hey, Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah, that's right, right? It's relevant. So yeah, so this is where the, the Terminator's reaching out and it scratches these massive scratches into his face. And he then finishes what he's got to do. And the T the T800 starts to like break up out of the the hardened shell he's in and John's over there trying to revive Marcus and he ends up reviving him. But right as that happens, John gets stabbed in the heart pretty much or in the chest with a big giant piece of metal thrown to the side. Marcus um, fights the T-800 and ends up beating it by ripping its head off. Oh, it's awesome, dude. He doesn't like, come up behind it and just like just no. He twist. stabs the piece of metal f- yep. through and then fucking yeah, and then twists. twists I was like, yep. yes, really cool, so good. And so Marcus carries John out, and they they get picked up with the chopper. Star hands John the uh, detonator, and boom, this facility is blown to smithereens. Maybe we would have waited a little bit longer to blow this up. <laughs> right, really they're like close. right they there. Like, like maybe we should have waited just a wee bit longer. I was like, um, they would have been catapulted forward as close as they were. Yeah. So then they get back to the base, and you're like, you find out John's dying. It just he, his heart can't handle it. And Marcus makes the ultimate sacrifice. He said, "Take mine. I don't need it. I'm a I'm a Terminator. I can't even I can't even have sex with Blair." We so, missed the part where he rips the chip out of his head. 
Oh, oh yeah, because yeah, he rips yeah, that yeah, control yeah. chip earlier. That's, and then that's when he throws the stool and shatters the screen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I had no puppet, what, damn it. Yeah. You ain't got to pull in no more strings. So, yeah, so he offers his heart to John. And everybody's like, really? You would do that? Yes. He's like, bro, love. Yeah. He's like, do it now or I change my mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, he... um. You get you get the moment where John is like talking to Kyle, but it's like you're not going to tell him that he's your dad, right? This is going to be a weird conversation because I don't even think so. Kyle never knows, even in the original, that he it becomes John's dad. Like it was yeah. never implied. So I'm getting yeah. so I'm glad they didn't do that thing where he's just like, "Listen, I had to save you because you're going to be my dad." Daddy? Hi, Pop. Sorry, Daddy. <laughs> Sorry, Papa. and um yeah so the operation goes down and uh john's all better and he gets choppered out and i was like not another helicopter they could have gave marcus a baboon heart i mean he's gonna die anyways (laughs) brought him back he's not flying the chopper but he's gonna crash and then the uh, the end dialogue from christian bale is yeah this isn't over we're supposed to have another movie and it never happened Dun 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 yes. dun dun dun. <laughs> John Connor's supposed to die. Yep, yeah, and not that, it. not yet, not yet. No, I know, no, not yeah. yet. But he's that, supposed that to die. That version of John Connor could have died because he was terrible. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, not but that's it. That is oh. Terminator Salvation. I did look something up, and maybe this was mentioned in the movie. I don't know, um, because they, you know, they always tell the model number of the robot. You know, the, the Terminators, right? Yeah. Well, I couldn't figure out like if they gave Marcus one, so I was googling it here while I'm playing. He is an existing model line. He is the H line or TH line, the Terminator hybrid, or they also call him the Theta line. So, uh, from what I could tell, like the movie showing, they seem pretty close to as strong as an 800, but of course not nearly as durable because they've got the heart. But that's not mm-hmm. what they're designed for. They're designed more like spies. Punch him in the heart. And that was before the 800 existed. So right. When they, when they gave him giant, like, thigh-slapping cocks. They had <laughs> uh, something else that I forgot to mention was the fact that uh, Sam Worthington uh, was recommended by James Cameron to be in this movie because McGee went to James Cameron while he was filming Avatar to talk about the Terminator franchise. Mm-hmm. And James Cameron was like, hey, you know what? You should have uh, Sam Worthington be in your movie. And you're like, oh, all right. There I thought go. he did a good job. Is like yeah. I thought. I thought. I thought they did a good job hiding it from you that he was a Terminator. Like you didn't know until like if you weren't like don't if you didn't know ahead of time or just just watched the movie casually, you wouldn't have known. I didn't know. This is a very to me to me I I feel this is a very underrated Terminator movie. I think I feel is. this is actually a good entry to this franchise. Um, I just think a lot of the hate was the fact that people, a lot of people thought it was boring. And the color grade is kind oh, of just, it's very black and brown. It is. That's how movies were that time, though, or some movies were. Yeah, I think it's just the, the way that, you know, I, I, I boring was far from what I was feeling watching oh, this yeah. movie. There's so no, I enjoyed it. Action, you get to see a lot of Terminator stuff going on, and I had a lot of fun watching this again. And I thought it was a good time. I'd never watched this. This Same. is my first time. So, I enjoyed how long it took them to tell you what Marcus was. Right. 
And it wasn't the same old, same old. Yeah. Uh, that's not, that's not always a bad thing, but they did do a different spin on it. And like you said, it's good to see it in the future. And it's not a perfect movie, guys. We're not saying it's any, it's not. And this I like the first and second one better than this one, but I oh, thought yeah, this was yeah, a yeah. good movie. This was the first Terminator movie to not have time travel in it. Hey, like I said, dude, something different. Right. Yeah. I mean, it didn't need it. I didn't make I sense. I want to play the I kind of want to play the game. I'm sure it's shit, but I kind of want to play the game. Yeah, so they did. So we talked about it last week. They did have a, they had a console version of Terminator Terminator Salvation, and then they had the arcade game. Which is, I played the arcade one. I played both because I think I bought it for like ten dollars at GameStop around the PS3 okay. back in the day. There you okay. go. Word for word, that she voiced them. That's bullshit. She should have got a credit okay. for that. <clears throat> Uh, Linda Hamilton. She was uncredited. She was uncredited mm-hmm. for her yeah. word for word lines. But yeah, like like I called it at the beginning, but it was a maybe I'm wrong. Because you just because you don't specify like it's just an experiment they're doing. And, and but you see all those other humans that are alive at the beginning, and then you see him on the table. And I've seen and some like, zombie movies that I'm like, well, maybe he they just. What? Yeah, maybe he's just somebody they they they're bringing back, or they're trying maybe to do. They didn't fully kill him with, with lethal injection. Yeah. You know, yeah, right? I don't know. Well, that's it. That's Terminator Salvation. We are going to be taking a break from the Terminator franchise for one week before we hop back into the final two films of this franchise. But next week we have a special guest joining us to talk about a not so special movie. We have. The man, the myth, the legend, Dark Razor, joining us to talk about a little movie Fuck. called the Super Mario Brothers movie from 1993. It just hit me what we were watching. Like you already told us, and you're like a very not good movie. And I was like, "Fucking hell!" Oh man, no, I'm not dressing up. Come on, no, it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be great to have Dark on um, once again, especially to talk about a movie as no, I- this. All of us all have to have sunglasses. We got to wear pit vipers. All of us. Oh, I ain't gonna fuck, fuck dude. I'm just wearing sunglasses. You ain't getting no fucking pit vipers from me, dude. <laughs> like I'm wearing a damn blast shield on my face. Fuck that shit. <laughs> not wrong if y'all like them. It's just not my cup of tea. Okay. Um, <laughs> He's like, okay. I'll have my Yoshi. <laughs> so yeah, we're doing Super Mario Brothers movie next week, and then the week after we'll be back talking to Terminator with Terminator Genesis. Terminator yeah, Genesis. Well, be sure to wear, be, be, make sure you wear your Genesis cream. <laughs> it just sounds like it. <laughs> sounds like oh, it's God, some it's kind of STD or something. So, again, I want to thank everybody who downloads the show on podcast services. I want to thank everybody yeah. who watched, who continues to watch the Anaconda episode because it is yeah. continuing to get racking yes. up those views. It's and there. I'm loving it. I'm answering, I'm answering YouTube comments on videos from like when we first started putting videos out. Oh, really? Heck yeah. yeah. Well, I keep cool. trying to go through and look at them. Um, so yeah, thank you everybody. This, uh, we've been getting great numbers. We're closing on a 4,000 downloads on the show. Nice. Oh dude, that wasn't very. No, we, we, we've been, we've been getting some numbers the last couple of days, at least as of this recording. Uh, we'll have to talk about it off screen. Yeah. So, off recording. Uh, but yeah, thank you. Make sure if you listen to us on in, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, well, anywhere you can rate our show, make sure you rate us because uh, the more ratings we get, the more we get recommended to people and we want more people to start listening to the show, which is awesome. 
Yes. If you listen to us on Good Pods, which is the app I primarily use to listen to podcasts, you can rate individual shows or rate the show as a whole, which is awesome. And it's an app that focuses on indie podcasts instead of, you know, you know, recommending you podcasts that are, you know, not indie podcasts, if you know what I mean. Yeah, fuck you, Sacred Symbols. You know what I'm talking about. Colin Moriarty is a good guy. I just, I just, I just, this is the first big fucking YouTube, like, like, not YouTube podcast I could think of was just <laughs> sacred symbols. But, uh, but yeah, thank you so much for all that. Make sure you rate us if you can. And if you watch us on YouTube, make sure to com or to like the video, comment on the video and, uh, make sure to hit that subscribe button because it's free to do it. Seriously. It's free. You don't have to My pay favorite F word. Well, second favorite F word. What? Free? Yeah. Oh. What's the other one? Free holies? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> fajitas. It's fajitas. That's what it was. Ah, that's, <laughs> no, that makes sense. I have a closing comment. Free okay. Two things. First off, <laughs> don't, don't. This listen. Up good. <laughs> this is going to be great. Shh. I'm building to it. First off, make sure you check out Jurassic Park 3. Pod, oh, listen three. or watch. No, no, no. Secondly, and I need, if anybody ever does this, you need to tag us on Twitter, dissect that film on Twitter, or on, or on one of the Terminator YouTube videos. The next time you are getting passionate with somebody, you need to get right next to their ear and very quietly say, dun, 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 dun. Like, just please, if you do this and, like, it doesn't fuck the opportunity for you completely, tell us. I need to know if you actually did this. <laughs> Uh, before before we move on, because I com for completely almost forgot to to read this. So we got a uh, I asked people to leave a comment on what they thought of Terminator Salvation, either emailing yes, us don't forget or that. messaging more, us and messaging us on on Twitter. Uh, we got an email from our boy, Johnny Blue, who says, yeah. I truly thought and still do think Salvation should have been the new chapter for continued Terminator films. Uh, the cons uh, constant time travel or in the vein of Genesis or the later dark fate of slightly changing the future outcome of the ending of T2. I would have loved to see John Connor after the events of Salvation dealing with the weight of being a leader and not just a resistance fighter. Also more of the evolution of Skynet and even the revile of the beta plans for T1000, which that would be fucking sweet. See, like, yeah, the process of Skynet making the T1000. Yeah, why not? Um, That'd be great. Well, here's the thing, though. It's I'll like the way that, that that this movie ends. Would that have been the case, or did T two like did they have that all planned out? I don't know. The time the travel is different, so yeah, that's that's true. The time travel has been so overdone in these movies that having it set in the after Judgment Day landscape would have been the shot in the arm that would have been a better foundation for more films. Sadly, it was just so badly mishandled that we will never get that. Get what we should have gotten. Well, that's my two cents and maybe a quarter on salvation. Yeah, take says, it back. Then he says, Brett, Dan, and Angela, you uh, thank you for all for the wonderful podcast and also for being great streamers. Your forever fan, Johnny Blue. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Johnny. We, we love Johnny. Those kind words and the, absolutely we do the great. I don't uh, know about you too, but I love Johnny. Johnny's a nice guy. He's a cool chap. Listen, Johnny is a is a huge supporter of this of this channel. And I've, and to be honest, he's been a fan of ours even before we even started this whole thing. So Johnny's good guy. And I appreciate all the support that he shows on the show. 
I've known um, Johnny for a while. Where did so, we? Was it on here we met him? Was no, it on? No. Was it? No, no. no, no I mean, like when we were streaming. It's been a while. Been a long time. From from somebody that's not relevant anymore. Oh, okay. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. And we stopped there. Um, oh, hey, it's future me. Just here because we got a couple more comments after we recorded the show, but I feel it was uh, it was necessary to read off some of the other comments that people had on Terminator Salvation. So I figured I'd record something a little bit, insert it into this episode, and then we'll get back to the end of uh, you know past me. So we had a couple comments. Uh, the first one was from uh, our friends over at Epic Film Guys. Uh, who stated solid concept, great ideas. And at the time had my favorite actor at the center But for me as a fan that had anticipated that film my whole life and missed the mark. Still not terrible by any means. I could agree with that. I think, you know, there probably was that, um, expectation. It just probably wasn't met, but you know, it was better than Terminator three. Uh, next is from our, from a big fan, uh, Rudy five, four, five, three, who said, I know I'm in the minority here, but I have a soft spot for this one. I appreciate it for trying something new. I like the twist. I agree with you, Rudy. Thank you so much for the comment. And our last one is from the decision reel. This is, I don't understand the hate this movie gets. People wanted a different Terminator movie. And that's exactly what we got. Was it perfect? No, but it did what it set out to do. And it was awesome. That's a comment I would have wrote. So thank you to everybody who left your comments. Make sure uh, I will be posting, uh, you know, for the next movie uh, for sometime during the week so that you guys can leave your your uh, your comments on the, the newest movie we're about to cover. So with all that said, <gasps> let's get um, back. Da, da, yes. da. And uh, so, yeah, so thank you again for leaving that. So make sure. If you have, so we're, like I said, when you listen to this podcast, uh, it'll be two days. Usually the release of the podcast is two days before we record our next episode. So we are doing Super Mario Brothers this week or next week. So when you listen to this, make sure to, you can send me a DM on Twitter. You can comment something on Twitter or send us an email at dissectthatfilm at gmail.com and leave us your thoughts yeah. on the movie we're reviewing and we'll read it on the show. And if you don't want to be names, if you want to be anonymous, just say you want to be anonymous. I have no problem not mentioning who who sends the comments. I just, you know, it's cool yeah. to, to to read yeah, people's, other people's thoughts on the movie, except for it was good. We like like that was a very it, thought. At, not I wasn't. It was, was a movie. It was a movie. <laughs> the like the the thought process, you know, that whole thing from Johnny. That was great. Loved it. That Thank was, you again. Johnny. That was good. Yeah, um, very nice, Johnny. Well put. So yeah, so thank you everybody for all the support. As always, I'm very excited to have uh, Dark on the show, and uh, I'm very excited to just get more people on the show that um, either have been on the show already or we haven't had on. And because uh, having guests has been has been a blast to have. I'm have excited on to here. talk to him. Huh? I've never I've never personally talked to him other than in his streams, and I've he's been coming up on my for you page on TikTok. Just saying. It's going to be an absolute blast, and I can't wait. But yes. we, until we make this a little bit too long, make sure to follow us on t uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Dissect That Film. And uh, for our links, for DNA Gaming, and for my links, they're all going to be down in the description. 
Uh, we actually have a link tree for Dissect That Film. So instead of us be posting a shit ton of links, just click on that link tree and it'll send you to all of the links you need between the podcast services, YouTube, Twitter, t- all that. One click. It's fucking awesome. And our merch store is there as well. So yeah, um, yeah. which oh. which I was going to wear my new merch, no. but my, it's in the laundry. So I'll wear it next week. We're doing Super Mario. So I'll wear the I got, yeah. my, pur- I got my purple shirt in tribute to Waluigi. He's not even yeah. going to be in that movie and didn't even exist at the time the movie was made. <laughs> wow. 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 All right, everybody. Until next time, I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. We are Dissect That Film, and this has been the Dissect That Film Podcast, episode 63. See you all again next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.